Welcome to the CFI Podcast, hosted by Canadian Forest Industries Magazine, Canada's leading national logging and solid wood products magazine since 1881. You've tuned in to hear compelling conversations on hot topics and trends in the logging and wood products industries with experts from across Canada. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the CFI Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Cools, editor of Canadian Forest Industries Magazine. Thanks for joining us. Today we're speaking with Jason Metnick, Senior Vice President of Customer Affairs for the Sustainable Forestry Initiative, or SFI, and Francois Dufresne, President of the Forest Stewardship Council, FSC Canada, about sustainable forest management certification. SFI and FSC are two of the largest forest certification programs in Canada, which is saying something since Canada leads the world with an estimated 164 million hectares of forest certified. But third-party certification involves a lot of different elements, not just sustainable harvesting practices, but also issues such as Indigenous peoples' rights. So what should forestry companies know about the different certification standards, and what do they need to do to become certified? Jason and Francois are here to answer those questions and more. Jason, Francois, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ellen. So since the 1980s, the sustainable forest management landscape has changed drastically. Third-party certification has become an increasingly important part of Canada's forestry sector. Generally speaking, how has certification evolved over the years and what has the impact been on the industry? Well, since the, the 1980s, uh, there was a lot of change in the way uh, forestry was approached as a whole in the country. You have to remember that 90% of the Canadian forests uh, in Canada are public lands, but it was managed by, through concessions, mainly in different provincial jurisdictions. The natural <clears throat> resources are under the responsibility of provinces, and many provinces adopted a kind of a closed uh, access approach through concessions to public lands. And that has changed. There was a lot of public pressure to open up access to uh, um, these public lands, and it spurred and it, it promoted the approach of multi-stakeholder involvement. And I think that's where certification can play a role, is to increase involvement throughout civil society um, in, on how our forests and broadly our natural resources are managed. And I think certification has evolved over the years in that regard, and FSC is a big part, not only in Canada, but also globally, to ensure that there is a uh, full collaboration and understanding of multi-stakeholders uh, with uh, natural resources, especially forests. Um, in Canada, we do have uh, also a huge um, impact from indigenous communities in this country. 80% of indigenous people are uh, actually living in the forest and they have a big word on how these uh, forests are managed. They're often the first one to be impacted and the last one to uh, to actually get any benefit from it. And uh, FSC as a uh, certification scheme um, do promote, first and foremost, the rights of indigenous people. And, uh, and that has changed a lot since the 1980s. Also, um, I think the uh, the awareness in the public in Canada has uh, changed since the 1980s towards uh, the maintenance of uh, our biodiversity and our species in the, uh, in the forest. 
And I think that's where uh, I think uh, certification schemes such as FSC has evolved a lot over the last 40 years. So what are your thoughts on this, Jason? First off, to answer the question specifically, is it, it has changed um, considerably over the last um, uh, 30, 40 years um, as, as far as how certification is viewed. And, and I think specifically on the impact that it's had on the industry is, um, is we're starting to see forest, forestry and forest products um, become solutions to these pressing environmental issues. And I don't think without having certification um, as, as, as it's um, been driven over the last 25 plus years um, and, and, and matured over the last 25 plus years, um, without having certification as that cornerstone and as that backbone to sustainable forest management, um, I don't think we would be in a position today to be able to provide a lot of those solutions uh, to these pressing environmental um, issues, whether it's species recovery or, or circularity or, or climate and carbon solutions. Um, it, to, to give a little more background and, and I think dive a little deeper into this, um, you can really go back to the history of, of certification and, and its origins in, in the early and in, in mid 90s. And, and at that time, it was really used as a way to demonstrate that good practices, good stewardship was occurring on those lands. And, um, and certification was that proof point that provided consumers and customers um, in the marketplace that, uh, that, that guarantee. Um, and so it, it wasn't until um, I would say the, the late 90s that we really started to see that marketplace um, impact of forest certification. And uh, organizations like the Home Depot on the solid wood side and the Office Depot on, on the office um, uh, supply side and, and then coming into the mid 90s or the mid 2000s, Walmart, um, when they started their sustainability journey and, and looking at certification and forest certification as solutions um, for some of their sustainability challenges. And it really was then that, that marketplace that, that really, I think, um, helped spring certification into where it is today. Um, we're, we're, we're now, I think, looking and, and we're starting to see more sophistication um, by customers. Um, um, in the marketplace in, in understanding what these critical issues are and, and these pressing challenges. And, and like I said, whether it's species loss, carbon, climate, um, they, want, they want solutions and they want solutions in a meaningful way. And certification can, uh, can help provide a lot of those, um, those assurances um, uh, so that we're not just looking at risk anymore, but we're really looking at the rewards forestry provides and, and the rewards of sustainably managed forests um, uh, throughout, uh, throughout uh, Canada. Right. Yeah, it's very interesting to hear how it's changed over the years and how important the marketplace has been in that. Communication is, is, is a key as well to this. Um, uh, you know, it's ensuring that, that, that everyone in the supply chain understands those values and um, and, and that's going to, I think, help as well um, down the road um, as we look to consumer marketing and consumer education on these important topics. 
Um, and, you know, we always talk about from the landowner to the brand owner, and, um, and we need to ensure that, uh, that, that everyone in between understands those connections and, and that value that certification has um, to, the, uh, to the forest landscape. Yeah, absolutely. I think communication is very uh, important in this issue. So today there are um, three independent certification programs in Canada, the Canadian Standards Association, Forest Stewardship Council, and Sustainable Forestry Initiative. Uh, can you talk a bit about how these standards compare? Well, I will speak uh, mainly about FSC. I think uh, the other ones can also uh, speak about themselves. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't insist on what make FSC unique. I believe that uh, FSC um, has a equal representation of our uh, civil society's uh, interest um, with uh, environmental groups, uh, with indigenous people, with the industry, but also uh, a strong involvement from the communities, local communities, to ensure that uh, a, a healthy compromise is reached to the approach of how we responsibly manage uh, forests in terms of sourcing products in, in any country, particularly here in Canada. So I think FSC in terms of governance is quite unique that way. I'd like to say that there's uh, a lot more similarities than, than differences um, with the standards as, um, as all these standards have been around 25 plus years. Um, but but I think there's there are some unique differences with the SFI program. Um, the I think there's two unique um, differences. One is SFI's fiber sourcing standard, and the second is who SFI is as an organization. SFI has evolved quite a bit over the last few years. Um, yeah, we started at, as a certification standard um, uh, in, in the mid nineties and, and throughout the most of two thousands. But over the last few years, we've evolved into a, a much broader sustainability organization. Um, we have four key work streams or pillars of work that, that we concentrate on at SFI. Standards is still at the core of what we do, but we're also looking at conservation impact work and conservation values and conservation leadership. We're looking at community engagements and, and how we can um, better um, uh, ensure that the community of, of where forest product companies uh, operate and, and forestry exists are, are well connected to these uh, key concepts. And environmental education and, um, and green jobs is, is another core aspect of, of what we do at SFI. And so um, with that, I think that provides opportunity for SFI to, to really look and, and have meaningful conversations um, in other aspects of sustainability um, uh, where, um, where forestry um, exists. And, and so, you know, one of, um, uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the core values of, of who SFI is a, as an organization and, and, and our approach and, and what we take um, are concentrated through, um, through these four uh, pillars of, of work. But, but it's also through our, our vision and, and mission of, of who SFI is as an organization. And so SFI, um, you know, our vision is, is one, a world that values and benefits from sustainably managed forests. And, and we go about that through our mission of advancing sustainability through forest-focused collaborations. Um, it's, those, it's those forest-focused collaborations that, that really allow us to, to have those meaningful conversations 
around our standards, around our conservation values, around community engagement, and around environmental environmental education and, and, and green career pathways. Um, I, I'd say the other key um, uh, difference um, with the SFI approach is our fiber sourcing standard. Our fiber sourcing standard really takes an approach of, of looking at the other certified, um, the other fiber that enters the supply chain. And can we provide assurances that that other fiber that may not come from certified lands is still coming from responsible areas? And that's what the fiber sourcing standard does um, and the work that, that we've been able to, um, to, to really accelerate on a landscape level through logger training and, and outreach efforts and, and research um, is, is really core to what that fiber sourcing standard does and, and the impact that it's had um, throughout uh, Canada and the United States. So how many hectares of forest are certified to each program today? Uh, FSC has close to 15 million uh, hectares uh, in Canada. We have um, um, 211 million hectares globally. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, it's Canada is one of the largest country with certification um, worldwide, and that's true. Uh, the, the rest will be with the other uh, certification schemes existing, SFI and, uh, and CSA. Yeah, so in Canada, um, there's, um, there's about 125 million hectares that are certified under the SFI standard. Um, I believe um, 13 million hectares under the CSA standard and um, 50 million hectares under the, um, the uh, FSC standard in, in Canada. Uh, SFI does, um, does have a, a large footprint um, in Canada with uh, 125 million hectares. Right, okay. So as uh, you've mentioned, uh, third-party certification covers a lot of different elements and that makes it quite a complex exercise so what advice do you have for forestry companies that are looking to become certified? Yeah, the, the key thing I think is to understand um, where the company or organization currently sits and, and, and where is their demand um, that, that they're you know, receiving for certified product or for their lands to be certified. Um, what are the key values that, um, that that organization hopes to address through certification? Um, I think understanding those organizational goals first can really help then build um, programs around that organization. Um, there are a lot of tools out there. Um, uh, there's a lot of consultants <laughs> that, that offer um, services and, and programs. Um, to, to help us assist and, and guide um, uh, organizations and, and companies. SFI also has um, a, a lot of tools, um, but, but it's really that, that checklist of, of looking at your or, own organizational goals, looking at the SFI standard, and during that crosswalk, going through and saying, how can we achieve this specific objective performance measure or indicator through the programs and policies and through the actions that, that we're currently doing. And if the answer is we can't right now, then it's okay, what do we have to do different to achieve this uh, specific indicator? Right, yeah, it is kind of an organization by organization basis in terms of uh, what they need to do to become certified. And Francois, what advice do you have for forestry companies? 
I think one of the biggest um, uh, advice I would give is to ensure uh, stakeholder engagement. And um, collaboration is important uh, in, in natural resourcing, uh, resources in this country. Uh, ensure collaboration with First Nations, collaborations with environmental groups and different interests in the country. And I think this is the, the, uh, um, the first and foremost, the biggest advice I can provide to uh, um, certificate holders who want to be certified with FSC and, and, and start that uh, early in the process to understand what are the issues, understand the, uh, the interest and how to, uh, to come up with a uh, compliance with our system, uh, especially now that we have a new standard in the country. Right. And it's not just the forests that need to be certified to one of the three programs in Canada. Certification of the supply chain of custody is also important. Um, can you talk a bit about why that is and what the impact of this is on uh, the industry? Well, it started about uh, 25 years ago um, in the marketplace uh, from a reputation, reputational risk standpoint. Um, Many consumer companies wanted to know the origin of uh, different forest products worldwide. Uh, there's a lot of uh, international trade and there's risk related to uh, illegal wood, but also uh, wood from uh, sources that are not responsible in terms of conversion, in terms of use of uh, um, pesticides or uh, genetically modified species or uh, the lack of respect of uh, local communities, but particularly also a lot of uh, respect to the rights of indigenous people. So from this uh, reputational standpoint, the chain of custody ensures the sourcing, the responsible sourcing of all the uh, certified products in the country, but also worldwide. Also, that's one uh, very important aspect. The second aspect is there's always a mix of sourcing. Uh, we have certified uh, forests, but also we have sourcing from uh, control sourcing. And, and the mix of them uh, also is, is equally important to ensure that uh, uh, the aspects I mentioned earlier in terms of illegal um, wood or other matters are well covered. So chain of custody certification is uh, paramount uh, to address those concerns. Yeah, and, and I, I touched on this at, at the at the beginning, and um, and I think it it really stems from the marketplace. The marketplace they want that assurance. They want that that proof point that the products they're buying are coming from good forestry operations. And um and and that's I think where a lot of the demand comes from. No question about it. Demand comes from other places as well. Whether it's um it's uh, other stakeholders, other interest groups. Um, other constituents um, that that are part of um, of the planning process. Um, government also, I think, plays an important role in in demand for certification. But the marketplace really is is what's driving a, a lot of this. And um, just from the consumer side, um, two sides, which is an, an organization um, uh, based in in Canada in, in the U.S., they did a survey earlier this year, and they found that. 54% of U.S. consumers are aware of the SFI logo. That's that's extremely high. And this is a again, you know, not SFI doing the survey. This is a, a third party doing the survey. Um, and so I think we're starting to see now consumers wanting to understand this. 
Yeah, definitely it has been a change, especially in recent years. Sustainability has become top of mind for a lot of people. Absolutely. So, Francois, as you mentioned, FSC launched a new standard for responsible forest management last year called the National Forest Stewardship Standard for Canada, which consolidated FSC's four regional standards for Canada into one national standard. Can you give me a quick overview of the new FSC standard? Yes, definitely. Uh, it, it came uh, very clear to FSC in the early 2010 that the, we, we had a crisis in this country uh, from an environmental standpoint. There is a climate change uh, issue. Uh, there is a, a, a profound decrease of biodiversity in Canada. About WWF Canada mentioned that uh, over one generation, um, half of our biodiversity is at risk uh, now and of um, not being sustainable long-term. And FSC Canada uh, had to listen to the concern of our stakeholders and uh, in that uh, regard. Also, um, Canada has committed to uh, implement the UN Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People, which was fully endorsed by um, uh, the Canadian government uh, um, in, in 2016. And we had to provide a solution uh, to our certificate holder, how to implement um, solutions related to free and power informed consent. Um, and also uh, we had to address a, a, a huge uh, crisis, which was about woodland caribou um, situation in mechanism boil, which is the a, um, an umbrella species describing the, um, the health of the boil uh, force in terms of biodiversity. So all this together has uh, um, made us to uh, change our standard that's now and been in, uh, implemented in uh, last year. So we have now have a first year anniversary and a full process to implement um, these solutions. And we hope to uh, to maintain and grow and double our, our footprint in the country over the last uh, over the next rather over the next uh, decade. Um, lastly, I would mention that uh, one of the urgency that we need to address is to protect the intact forest landscapes worldwide and 25% of them are located here in the Canadian Ball Forest. So we will uh, uh, finalize our new standard uh, next year with uh, indicators related to those intact forest landscapes, which will also uh, help Canada to meet, hopefully meet the uh, um, international commitment to protect 17% uh, of the land base, and now it's 25% by 2025, and and uh, and it also a goal of 30% by 2030. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important that it's uh, been updated to reflect the current issues like the woodland caribou crisis and um, the rights of indigenous people. Okay, so with this new standard, uh, what do forestry companies need to do to become FSC certified today? Well, I'll go back to my first comment. I think collaboration is. Um, uh, the most important uh, feature and, and for forest companies going forward to involve as many third party as possible and their um, that are involved and in, in their uh, forest management units even and larger because now we're we're elevating this conversation at the landscape level so uh, it I think the the government uh, involvement now is uh, unavoidable. Uh, so that's what companies need to do is to make sure to to listen to 
to as many people as possible, to involve as many people as possible, to and also the local communities and all and certainly uh, the first nations affected by their operations. Right. So for companies that were previously FSC certified, is there anything that uh, they need to do to be recertified that's different from the previous standard to now? The transition is uh, is well defined with our uh, their new standard. We uh, developed uh, many uh, tools to uh, support that transition, and we think the um, the level of uh, of um, engagement uh, is higher. The difficulty of the new standard is um, certainly um, demanding. But we are um, convinced that it is feasible. I think the other, as I said, the most important uh, difference here is uh, is to work uh, with government and stakeholders on the ground. That's what's different with the proof. Quite different with the uh, with the previous standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So consultation is definitely important in this case. Yeah. Um, and consent. Right. Okay. So what was the process like for revising FSC standards? Well, yes, it is a, um, an evolving process. We, we believe that uh, um, it will evolve with time. Uh, it's continuous improvement approach for sure. Um, and uh, and FSC will be there to assist this change. Um, that will change is uh, we, we think is uh, according to how we address uh, climate change uh, going forward, and we and the pressure from uh, the civil society to uh, to address those changing challenges. Um, one other solution we're we're um, promoting is with regards to uh, ecosystem services, other values that could be materialized uh, in in different fashion than were presented in forest products, such as um, watersheds. Uh, for uh, uh, water for large urban communities. Uh, it could be maintaining uh, uh, also the uh, healthy forest for carbon sinks for to help fight climate change, obviously. Uh, forests are the biggest uh, contributor in that regard, and also maintaining biodiversity. So though the, the, the ecosystem services will, uh, will certainly uh, have a big impact on the future of FSC going forward. So switching back over to SFI now, what do forestry companies need to do to become SFI certified today? We, we talked a little bit about this um, early on, um, you know, as far as um, looking at, at their own organizational goals, uh, looking at those tools, uh, doing crosswalks um, on, on where they fit uh, currently within the scope of our standards. Um, SFI, we, um, we operate and manage three environmental standards. We have a forest management standard um, that obviously applies to any lands that uh, that, that, that um, organization um, manages um, or, or owns. Um, the second is a fiber sourcing standard, and, and we talked a, a little bit about that on, on the impact that the fiber sourcing standard has for the non-certified wood in the supply chain. And then uh, we have the chain of custody standard, which is a tracking standard um, to understand how much of the fiber in that product might come from certified lands, how much might come from non-certified lands, and then how much uh, might come from recycled lands. 
and and understanding um, that then helps provide uh, those assurances down throughout the supply chain. So, um, you know, what a company would need to do to become certified um, really, I think, is is where they sit in the supply chain, what type of certification they they need, and then really to to start to dive in and, and look at um, at how their programs might uh, already fit within the the objectives, performance measures, and indicators of the SFI standard, and what they might need to uh, to change or, or alter um, in their programs and policies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are definitely some good steps to take. So, from what I understand. Um, SFI standards are not just focused on environmental sustainability, but also issues like indigenous people's rights and diversity and inclusion. How important is it that third-party certifications address these topics? It's incredibly important. Um, the social component of sustainability is that third-legged um, pillar of, of, of what sustainability, sustainability is. And so um, when you look at you know, social issues, it's incredibly important to ensure that that there are strong measures in place to to address that. Um, as as an independent nonprofit sustainability organization, we're committed to building and promoting forest focused collaborations that are rooted in recognition and respect for indigenous people's rights and traditional knowledge. And and we we believe firmly that that inclusive collaborative approach to policy programs, relationship development lead to real progress on the ground and, and really um, can, can have a positive difference in, in people's lives. Um, we also recognize that Indigenous peoples are an essential partner in any forest-focused collaboration, you know, bringing that back to our, um, our mission at, at SFI and, and that their full participation will, will better enable SFI to collectively advance forest sustainability. And so, it's uh, it's incredibly important to um, to have many partners in, in many um, uh, areas um, uh, to 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 look at um, uh, when when looking at sustainability and social elements um, are are just as important um, as the environmental and, and economic elements. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll ask you the same question, Francois. How important is it that third-party certifications address these topics? Well, it's because the Canadian forest and your laws are not uh, up to date at this point and, and it, are slow to react to these crises. Um, on a voluntary basis, certification systems such as FSC can lead the way uh, to implement those solutions that will help other part, uh, parties such as government to uh, uh, find positive and, and constructive um, regulations that will uh, protect uh, the woodland caribou and protect the rights of uh, the indigenous rights um, going forward. Of course, forest certification is not a static process. It's always evolving, with standards being revised and updated constantly. From what I understand, the second public comment period on SFI's 2015 to 2019 standards and rules recently ended, and the new standard will be launched in 2022. Jason, what's the process for revising SFI standards exactly? The, the revision process, it's a regular process that we go through uh, every five years or so. And, um, and so SFI kicked off our, um, our revision process in October of last year of, of 2019. Um, in, in October of 2019, we, um, we 
had a 30-day public comment period on our current 2015 to 2019 standards and, and rules. Um, we received a lot of great input, a lot of good feedback um, from that 30-day comment period. Um, SFI then developed and, 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 and brought together three different task groups to look at, at all the comments that were received and then start to develop um, draft proposals, draft recommendations um, uh, for a new standard. And so those task groups, they met in January of February of this year and, and, um, and, and, and developed these new draft standards. Um, and then in, in May of this year, what we did is we um, released those draft standards uh, for then the public to comment um, on, on where we are um, in the process um, uh, right now. And so in, from May 1st to June 30th, we had a 60-day public comment period. Um, so that just concluded just a, a couple weeks ago. Over 2,500 people engaged in that process. We had um, nine, 10 different workshops um, and webinars um, that, uh, that we held to, um, to go through the major enhancements, to go through major themes identified, to really talk about um, uh, where we are with, uh, with the standards. We also received a lot of great input, a lot of great feedback. And, and where we are right now is we're, we're taking all that feedback and, and we're uh, breaking it out into different themes and categories. And then in September and October, our task groups will reconvene to go over um, all of the comments and feedback. We'll then um, be able to get um, more um, uh, feedback and, and provide um, uh, further revisions and refinement to the draft standards. Uh, we will then um, uh, present those draft standards to our board of directors in April of next year, um, which then our, our board will formally um, approve um, in, in April of, uh, of 2021. Um, and then from April until uh, the end of 2021, we're going to work on, um, on the endorsement of our standards through PEFC. PEFC, which is a, a global umbrella organization that, that looks at endorsement of regional or national standards on a global scale, is something that, that is very important and critical to SFI. And, um, and we've been endorsed. And then in January of 2022, we will uh, formally um, launch our, our new uh, standards um, that, that will be available uh, for SFI certified organizations or, or other organizations that may not be certified um, to start to, uh, to implement. Yeah, it sounds like it's been uh, quite a long process and there's a lot of public consultation, which I think is excellent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so with this new standard in 2022, what are some of the changes that the industry can expect to see? Yeah, so um, there are a, a few meaningful themes that, that did um, arise from, uh, from our discussions with the task groups in, in January and February. Um, I think just rattling off a, a few of them, um, SFI has made some, some good enhancements to how we address forest conversion, how we're looking at landscape level biodiversity, um, as well as forests with exceptional conservation value. Um, we're also uh, looking at, um, at refinement of, um, of, of our objective aid in the forest management standard, which is um, the objective around recognition and respect for indigenous people's rights. 
Um, I think one of the more meaningful um, changes um, and enhancements is we now have a new objective within the, uh, the, the standard around climate smart forestry. And so, um, so SFI is starting to, to look at how we can meaningfully address um, climate and, and carbon um, in, a, in, in a way within our, our standard. Okay, um, so I wanna switch gears a little bit and focus more on the public's understanding of sustainable forest management. There are a lot of misconceptions out there when it comes to the forest industry, um, the main one being that it's not sustainable and therefore it's actually harmful to the environment. So how do FSC standards help fight that narrative? Well, we certainly help our certificate holder to change that narrative while implementing the, the, the concept, especially with the new standard. By managing responsibly our forests, we are decreasing uh, the footprint of the forest industry to ensure that uh, the, the interests of different uh, stakeholders are respected, the interests of, national, the, of First Nations, but also uh, from environmentalists that um, biodiversity is protected through maintaining um, intact forests and, and a landscape approach uh, to reduce fragmentation. And so therefore we get a, a, a strong uh, support from uh, the most demanding NGOs like David Suzuki Foundations or Greenpeace or uh, CPAWS in, in this country to um, support uh, responsible forest management from our certificate holders that will help to change and improve the public awareness. And Jason, I'll ask you the same question. How do SFI standards help fight the narrative that forestry is not sustainable? SFI standards, they're so important to this narrative. It, it provides that proof point. Um, SFI as a sustainability organization, as, as an organization that, that values and benefits from sustainably managed forests, which is our, our mission, um, you know, we believe that we can offer solutions to a lot of these pressing challenges. Um, whether it's ocean plastics, whether it's um, uh, climate and carbon, whether it's species recovery or, or the circular economy, um, forests can provide and forest products can provide solutions to those pressing concerns. And so we're in a really good spot right now and well positioned to, to not just fight that narrative, but off, offer solutions. Um, you know, I, I think one of the the uh, perceptions that 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 we always um, are trying to fight is is that is that risk side of forestry. Um, no question about it. There's risk when you look at deforestation, illegal logging, um, biodiversity issues. Um, but sustainably managed forests can provide rewards, and and you can move that narrative away from the risk into the reward. What do you think still needs to be done in the industry to help change any public misunderstandings like this? Yeah, and, and I spoke a little bit about it. it. It's it's changing the narrative from from forestry as a risk to forestry as a reward, and um and and how we can um uh, move that that conversation. Um, SFI um, for the last five years has been working on on what we call the conservation impact project and. And the conservation impact work that we're that we're doing is um, is really looking at so SFI we now have 152 million hectares 
of third-party certified land. That's an enormous footprint, and, and that's both in the U.S. And, and Canada. And so what we do with that footprint is, is important. Is the end game just getting more land certified? No. We want to ensure that, that we're really making a difference. And so over the last five years, we started to look at what is the impact that our standard has on carbon, biodiversity, and water. And, and we've um, had many different research projects, um, both throughout North America, to, to start to investigate and, and look at these issues and look at these concepts um, to, to better um, equip um, our SFI certified organizations with messages, the marketplace with messages, conservation organizations with messages on that, that impact. And so, um, again, it's how you shift from the risk to the reward, and and can we start to um, talk about, um, like I mentioned, the carbon sequestered, the the biodiversity um, enhanced, and and the water purified in, in a meaningful way, so that um, the marketplace understands the importance of uh, of sustainably forest, uh, sustainably managed forests. So, Francois, what are your thoughts on what the industry still needs to do to help change public misperceptions? Well, the Canadian forest industry is first and foremost a, 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 an exporter of forest products. Um, so the more we hear internationally uh, how responsible the Canadian forest sector is with regards to uh, how our forests are managed, the more I think the, um, the public uh, opinion in this country uh, will favor the the in, impacted um, and that's what we're trying to achieve with FSC especially in the United States with, with large consumer company companies supporting uh, how um, we we want to go forward um, with the our certification in Canada and I think that this is a, a huge breakthrough uh, for, for the Canadian forest sector to to get this recognition but also as we go forward uh, there's a the, the Canadian forest sector is uh, investing in innovation to have a um, high-valued, uh, added-value products going forward, creating well-paid jobs in the Canadian forest sector that will be exported internationally. And for and with that, we need a, um, a, a pristine reputation uh, going along with those products. And that's where FSC can partner with the forest sector to, to enhance the public awareness towards um, the Canadian forest product sector. Mm -hmm. So do you think the sector has made progress in this regard? Oh, compared to what it was a couple of decades ago, I, I truly believe so. Um, I think now we, uh, I think it, we all recognize the uh, climate change crisis. We all recognize the indigenous rights uh, imperative, and we all do recognize the uh, um, the caribou crisis to maintain biodiversity and reduce fragmentation. So I think uh, we're going in the right direction. We still now, however, to fully implement those solutions to ensure that the uh, solutions are well implemented on the ground. What about you, Jason? Do you think the industry has made progress in this regard? I think we are well positioned. Um, we, um, as, as, a, as SFI is a sustainability leader that's looking at, at these topics, I think the marketplace is um, is understanding and, and they're more sophisticated in the questions that they're asking and, and, and what they want to see and what they want to know about the products that they buy. And we're seeing consumers um, uh, uh, being more educated as well. And so 
I do believe we are making progress, but I also truly believe that there's more work to be done. And um, in SFI, we are we are at the forefront of of um, of you know ensuring that those messages resonate. We're we're ensuring that the marketplace understands the the true value of SFI. We're also partnering with organizations like Forest Proud. There's more work to be done, but I do believe progress has been made. Excellent. That's great to hear that the industry has been making so much progress in this area. Thank you both so much for sharing those insights and taking the time to be on the show. You're welcome, Ellen. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the CFI podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.